You're listening to The Strut with Chili, TD, and Info Joe. Strut Nation, Teal Nation, welcome to the Strut. Tonight's episode is a we're going into a bye week, so our our episode will not be focusing necessarily on the upcoming opponent. We're going to talk about the ODU game, and let's just go ahead and face it. It wasn't our best outcome we were looking for Saturday. So 49-21 loss. We're going to talk about that, talk about some things there, look at some numbers, and then we're going to move on. We're also going to have Joe's midterm grades, I always look forward to what he has to say as far as how he sees things because Joe's the kind of guy that if he says it's good, then it's probably good. Uh, And we also accidentally went into an impromptu discussion after the trivia question tonight, which, well, we'll see how TD did, but we launched into an accidental discussion tonight on helmets, uniforms, all that kind of stuff. And one of your, uh, excuse me, your Twitter questions is going to be based on alternate logos, uniforms, all that kind of stuff for our football team. So please stay tuned to the entire episode, get to the end, and then hit us up on any of our social media with your thoughts, whether you agree, disagree, or even a different idea than what we shared tonight. Sit back, enjoy, here comes the strut. TD, Info Joe, Strut Nation, Teal Nation. Welcome to 54 minutes of the bye week. Uniform game is chic, not weak, outlook not bleak. CCU team working toward their peak. We still score when you got 11 in the box. Offense has lots of tools in the box. Homecoming Teal Tuesday winner was Kevin Cox. Rest of the schedule, beware, knock you in your chair. When we win, we'll woo like Ric Flair. Two, three, four, hut. You're listening to the strut. Tonight's episode brought to you by the Alumni Association is entitled Bye Bye Bye. Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in to another edition of the Strut Podcast. Uh, coming off of a tough week, we've got a lot to cover uh, in a short amount of time. Um, it's already been an interesting week so far with uh, a Sunbelt game last night and a Sunbelt game going on as we're doing this, which is kind of neat. I know that we talked about that uh, via the text thread. Uh, all we got, if you heard that, I've got my son Maddox. He's ready to finally make an appearance here real quick. So before we get to the week that was and the week that is, come on in, son. Say hey to everybody real quick. Just son, don't, now, now he's being bashful. Come here. Just say, hey, He's going to be on YouTube. Tell him to come on. Here. Son, you got to get down here. Say hello. All right. Say go, Sean. Go, Sean. There you go. All right. Who's your, who's your favorite player? 
Grayson Travis McCall. Daly. There we go. Uh, hey, I'm I'm in a back seat, the old number ten. But uh, gentlemen, how was uh, we? We know how the game was. We'll get into that. But how was your week? Well, other than the game, we've had a great week. <laughs> Saturday was uh, not one to remember, but the rest of the week so far has been good. It's good to get a bye week. Good for our kids to get a little bit of time to, you know, un you know unpack that a little bit, put that behind them. And uh, have our coaches get out and do some recruiting this week. So it's been a good week. Saw that, man. They're all over. They're all over from the Carolinas to Bama to Mississippi to all over the southeast. Iowa and Ohio, too. Like we got some we got some coaches up there. So all over the place. Let's find some shots. Play some football. Joe, I'm surprised you didn't mention what the actual highlight of your week was, was uh, TD and I visiting you in the radio booth and then getting our final – Finally, getting our selfie because this for the that was the first time the three of us had been together in the history of this podcast. So I'm a little disappointed, Joe, that you didn't bring that up right away. That was that was the coolest thing, you know. If anybody can see that, well, it's kind of hard to see. But there you go. See, yeah. yeah, we'll have to post it, man. We'll have to post it to the uh, to social media after the um, after the podcast tonight when we drop it, man. I, I think that visit and then the visit that Tyler Thigpen had with us, with Lane Harris and I in the pregame, well, th those are the two best things that happened on Saturday. I mean, Thig was great. We went 10 minutes, could have gone an hour with him. But you guys dropping by and then uh, Thig, of course, putting the headset on. Those are, uh, those are the two best things that happened in that uh, in that game the other day. In, I saw in that order, too, right, Joe? Oh, yes, absolutely. Thank you. That's Thank right. you. I saw a really neat uh, – Social media posts from the from the Coastal Football feed on Twitter and Facebook. It had a picture of Alex Ross, Grayson McCall, and Tyra Thigpen. That let me tell you something. That picture, and this is not a knock on anybody else to play quarterback with me or after me, or, or, or but those three kids are, um, you know, it, we're very fortunate to have the talent that they have brought to this program and, and the leadership, and 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 it's interesting that each one of those. Each one of those Shauna Clears represent a leveling up, if you will, of our program from Tyler, what he did to Alex Ross, and then now to Grace McCall. They represent a leveling up is, is the best way I can say it. Um, they took the program to to really unforeseen heights. What would y'all say? Yeah, and I'm not making a joke when I say this, but you have those three guys in that picture. I saw it too, TD. And the first thing I thought of is – if you had to put a fourth one for a Mount Rushmore of coastal QBs, who would the fourth quarterback be? Ooh. Joe likes that question. Joe, sit that's back a, up. That, that is a phenomenal question, Chili. I mean, when you look Ooh. at it, I mean, that's, uh, oh, you know, uh, Zach McDowell, maybe. Zach, yeah. You got Aramis Tyler. Hillary. Uh, Aramis, Aramis Hillary, perhaps. Yeah. Aramis had a really good uh, underrated career. You know, he, he, he quarterbacked our first playoff win. You know, yeah. I mean, that first that first year, Coach Mowgli, he he was the guy. You know, he he had that year, and uh, of course, maybe that's uh, our poll question. I think that'd be a fantastic one. I it's, haven't even put one on out yet. So that's going to be the poll question. Yeah, Tyler King, Tyler Keen's a guy who stepped in as Let a walk on. You know, at when we had like yes. thirty quarterbacks hurt in the twenty sixteen season, he stepped in and really, you know, righted the ship and kind of guided that thing really through the next two seasons, 16 and 17. I mean, so he was – you you want to talk about an underrated guy, you know. So I think that's a great poll question. Let's see what the, let's see what the fans say. So real quick, let's go ahead and get like maybe three or four nominees we can put out there for the poll to make it a really strong poll. So but you said Aramis, and I agree with Aramis, Joe, as one of the choices. TD, you got one too? 
you know, so you got, so we're going to start off with the picture. I think you repost the picture as the poll. Right. Who is, who, who others, don't put a limitation, but who others should be on the Mount, the Mount Shauna Clear of quarterbacks? Uh, Cha- Chauncey's Peak. Who Ooh. should be on Chauncey's Peak? Wait, that, who should be on? It's a, a little, little bit dirty. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, this is a family show. Come up with something, but who, who should be the four or five every quarterbacks on there? I tell you what, old Tyler King, I, I think he'd be somebody on the podcast one time just to talk about that experience of, I mean, he was, God, just thinking back real quick. I know it's a bye week, but man, it's moments like this. You don't get to, ha- you're not worried about another game prep. You get to kind of reflect back, but Joe, I mean, what a pivotal, I mean, he stepped in and played impactful, motivating, productive, winning football. Like, I say those purposely because he did all four at all 5A or 5'9", left-handed, Myrtle Beach kid. I mean, that was pretty special, man, what he did. Joe, you said that was 16, 17 or 17? Which two years was that? 16 and 17. It was 16 and 17. So the question is, of those three, who else would be on the Mount Shauna Clear for quarterbacks? I think Zach Medal's a good one too. I, I Joe, you said that one right at the outset too. I, that's so we got Aramis, we got Zach, um, King, Tyler, Tyler King. King, um, I mean, you got Ren McKinnon right behind that. I mean, he played a little short stint there, but I'm just trying to think that was. I think Lover and Dub, I think the I think the the Keen, Aramis, and McDowell would be the other three choices to, to be on there. So you said Keen, Aramis, McDowell, and Ren McKinnon? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. there's your four choices there to, yeah, there's your four choices to add to who's already yeah. on there. I mean, and I'll be honest special. with you, sometimes we get some really good ideas from the comments as opposed to people voting. So if we didn't include because you're only allowed four on a Twitter poll. They don't let you do more than four. Correct. So if you have one that's not one of those four that you want to nominate, by all means, you know, the more the merrier. I like I like all the uh, the feedback we get from people on our social media. It's always always fun to see people involved with us. So I, I tell you, Fred Payton had a couple of good years before he transferred to Mercer. And if you look what he yeah, yeah, if you look at what he's doing at Mercer right now, go check out his numbers, what he's got going on. Payton had a couple um, of good little years there. You know, Bryce Carpenter's had a nice career. I mean, he had yeah, he, he had a, a good bitty starts, you know, for us over the you know, what, 18, 19, 20, 21, that five years he's been here. I mean, there, there's a lot. I mean, I, you know, I think I will be interested and curious to see. You know, just how all this shakes out. What do the fans think? You know, right in, right in Canada, whoever. You know, yeah, it is. It is voting season. That's true. And where I work is a polling place. Even better. Since we've gone around coastal quarterback history, let's go around the Sun Belt, fellas. Um, last night, Wednesday night, we were recording this on Thursday, the twentieth. Appalachian State squeaks by Georgia State, forty-two seventeen. Oh. Um, as we're recording this, Troy and South Alabama are going at it. Troy right now, late in the second, guys, is up 7-0 on South Alabama at South Alabama. Also this week, we have ULM traveling to Army. Marshall going to James Madison. Georgia Southern goes to Old Dominion. Arkansas State at Louisiana. Southern Miss 
at Texas State. And just going through that re that uh, slate coming up for this weekend, I just realized that we didn't talk about the week that was in the Sun Belt. So I'm going to go back and do those old scores real quick, if y'all don't mind. I didn't mean to skip that, but let me do them real quick. Um, ODU 49-21. Texas State, Troy 17-14. <laughs> Troy over Texas State. Georgia Southern stumbled to a 45-38 win over James Madison. South Alabama 41-34 over ULM. And Southern Miss 20, Arkansas State 19. Any thoughts, fellas, on the week that was or the week coming up or the week that is? Because we've already this is our second game of the week already, and it's Thursday. We're probably going to be playing games on Tuesday morning sometime soon, I think. The only one I really want to comment on – well, I'll comment quickly on two. Georgia Southern's win over JMU is big. Yeah, it was. Big win. I mean, yeah, for them, that kind of gets them back in the race. Obviously, JMU, you know, they can win the East, but they're not going anywhere after that as it stands today. So that's a great win for uh, Georgia Southern. Last, you know, Of course, last night, you know, if we're going to go ahead and jump ahead to what's already been done, Georgia State's 14 nothing, just like that. And then I, you know, I'm listening, coming back from Conway, coming back from Myrtle Beach to the house last night, listening to the app broadcast. And I'm like, what is – did Georgia State just get on the bus? I mean, you know, credit app for figuring out how to run the football again. But mm, that's a – okay, you kind of look at app and just kind of shake your head. You're like, those guys aren't going away easy. They're not going away. So we'll see. No. You know, couple weeks what's going on but uh those two really were the ones that i don't i, I want to talk about tonight yeah that, that game last night uh chili and i know we were blowing your text messages up on the way back from the coaches show and yeah and, you were <laughs> yeah and uh but it was frustrating joe i'm gonna be honest with you I did, again just nine seconds it was frustrating to watch georgia state Greg, and drive down the field and chili back me up cut off cut me off but go literally down the field on two drives boom, boom, score score and they weren't fluke. They weren't fluke drives. They they were big boy drives. They they big boy drove them down the field, scored, and and really, for the entire first half, outside of one drive, they kept App State basically handcuffed. And if for whatever reason, they took Greg out and started chucking the ball, and and it was the the moment they did that, it completely pivoted the game, and and they could never get back into an offensive rhythm, and then. What was the app score like 35 unanswered points or something like that? After that, it just, um, and actually, it was 42 unanswered points. They, 42 they, unanswered, 42, 42 unanswered. And I mean, they, but what it does show you is, is beaten. anybody has opportunities, there's vulnerabilities on everybody. You know, we look, we learned that Saturday with our game, but um, talking about the slate that was, um, Chili, before we go into our game, what, what kind of game last week caught you off guard or actually was. That lived up the expectation. Uh, I got to agree with both y'all on um, the James Madison, Georgia Southern game, because that's one we all were watching, regardless of our outcome of our game Saturday. That's the one that we all said we had our eye on easily. Um, and and kind of in reference to the game we're talking about that's being played right now, um, I kind of wanted to see South Alabama dip back into the Western division and play some people. So I, I didn't really talk about it a lot, but I was kind of thinking about the ULM South Alabama game just kind of as a barometer to see, you know, is ULM getting a lot better? Would they be as competitive with South Alabama? And it was a touchdown ball game. So I don't know if that's an improvement. I, I don't know how to really gauge it, but I just kind of wanted to watch that score just out of curiosity. And I'm still kind of at the corner of my eye, kind of watching Southern Miss. I don't know why. I know we're playing them this year, 
Uh, they beat Arkansas State 20 to 19. And I don't know why I can't explain it, but I'm just kind of keeping my eye on Southern Miss right now. Just kind of kind of don't know much about them, I guess. I'm kind of learning on the fly about them like we are most teams that we've gotten new in the conference this year. So I guess for me, it was South Alabama in addition to uh, Southern Miss, who I was kind of keeping my eye on this past week in the uh, in the Sun Belt. Yeah, I, I think you know, what you do is you, you look around the, the, your conference, your peers, and, and try to evaluate who you've played and who you're going to play to try to get a really a barometer for who you are, and which is a great moment where we can transition right into the game that was with ODU. And we've touched on it. You know, we can get into the analytics, but there's really no point to score. The stats and chill. I know you're going to touch on that. Um, you know, highlight that in a second, but you, you, I think we do it because it's a barometer. You look around the conference and who's played who and how they played. You know, ULM is is not as good, not as bad as we think they are. They're a solid ball club. I think to your point, uh, Chile is is you know they were a touchdown to South Alabama now South Alabama Troy. They're really the cream of the crop in the West, and which we talked about that right. We we all talked about how Troy and South Alabama. I think collectively the three of us, Joe, Chile, I think. We all agree that those are the two teams we, you know, that that we're going to potentially outpace everyone else, and everybody else is going to kind of fight for third, if you will. Um, I look at it as, man, the Sun Belt is you just you, it sounds weird, but you don't know who you're going to get sometimes, right? Just like us this past Saturday, we just you, sometimes you just it's not all there. But um, that being said. Chili, you want to go ahead and recap the game, and, and I think we all going, we're all going to take just a, a moment to kind of give our thoughts and impressions and then move on ultimately to, to bye week material and so forth and so on. Yeah, so just a few notes from the numbers from Old Dominion. Uh, total offense, Coastal 503, ODU 540, 335 of ODU's offensive yardage was rushing. Grayson McCall, another good week for him, 26 of 34, 358 through the air and three touchdowns. Leading rusher this week for Coastal guys was Reese White, 10 carries, 46 yards. Sam Pinckney was a leading receiver, seven catches, 113 yards. Um, for ODU, Wolf, 12 of 16 for 184 and two touchdowns. Blake Watson had an amazing game on the ground, 19 carries, 261 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, that's – that game had nat that performance had national attention and hats off to Blake Watson. He had a monster game. Ali Jennings, six catches for 87 yards. Uh, leading tackler for the Shawnee Clears, JT Killen. I think he's led almost every week in tackling. If not him, um, the other linebacker. I forgot his name right now. But in addition to the nine tackles, uh, Adrian Hope had one sack. And that's really the highlights I had for stat-wise for our game this week against ODU. Yeah, there weren't um, were too many moments that we're going to be able to highlight that are in our favor. But I always like to start off with Joe because he's got the eye in the sky and he had the call. Uh, I know that the our Stroud Podcast Nation knows that. So, Joe, from where you were and what you saw, what was your assessment? Wasn't our day. Didn't bring it. Didn't have the energy. In any phase, when you get right down to it, I mean, offensively, yeah, we had some yards, but too many drives stalled out on fourth down. Uh, couldn't, you know, had, had a chance to make a 46-yard field goal. Ball didn't get there. Turnover at the start of the third quarter when we're driving to maybe make it a 14-14 ball game. I mean, this, you know, the final score, we got out of hand there in the second half, but uh, 
I mean, we're driving to make it a tie game there in the third quarter. Uh, Sam got stripped of the ball, and, uh, yep. you know, they go they go and quickly score. And then, you know, a little bit later on, as we get it 28-14, we give up a third and 22. I mean, you just can't – you can't do that. I mean, that's, you can't do that. I mean, we stopped them there, get the ball back, we may go make it 28-21, but it just wasn't our day. You know, we just didn't have it. And it's one of those kind of games that you, you were hoping really wasn't coming, but you could kind of feel maybe it is coming. You know, when you ride that close to the edge, you know, for so long, you know, eventually you get pushed off. And credit to ODU. I mean, they they used their bye week very, you know, judiciously. They came prepared, and they beat us. Uh, they beat us good. So, hopefully, they will flush this one and be done with it. We'll move on after a bye week. We'll take the bye week to kind of do what ODU did, you know, get recharged and take a longer look at Marshall and be ready to go when we go to Huntington. Uh, at the end of next week, Lance Boykin, according to the defensive coach, has had a good game. 91% Adrian Hope, like you mentioned, 85% a sack. Gerard Clark, 81% had three tackles in the ball game. Uh, Will McDonald up front graded out at 89%. He was our highest graded offensive lineman with seven knockdown blocks. So just wanted to you know, highlight some guys that might might not have no, uh, otherwise normally been mentioned. So, we, they, I mean, there were guys that played well, but collectively, no. So let's uh, – don't want to dwell on it too long. It wasn't our day. Congrats to ODU, and let's get ready for Marshall. Yeah, I, I agree, Jay. It, you know, we can sit here and dwell on this, that, or play. I think it was a, it came out to a handful of plays that you touched on. Yeah, I, I'll add this: it was it was energy. It was all three phases collectively. All three phases just did not play to the standard expectation and capabilities of what this team has. And again, I'll take this moment to remind a lot of people: you're going to hear this. Think one thing, but you're gonna take a moment and then you're gonna go, okay, I understand what Travis talking about. I understand what TD's getting at. We're six and one. We're we're three and one in the conference, right? Is that correct? We're three and one in the conference. We're six and oh, I mean six and one, three and one in the conference. We started this year out with three of our top four running backs not available. We lost our safety. Quarterbacks 85%. 17 new starters. Freshmen, juniors, everybody's playing everywhere, right? We're a little ahead of schedule. People need to hear that and understand what that means. We're a little ahead of schedule. We're six and one. We still have everything in front of us. App's got two losses. Georgia State's got three losses. Georgia Southern potentially have two or three losses. By the time we by the time we play Marshall, there are going to be teams with potentially three losses, two losses, and we go out and beat Marshall and let this sink in, Shauna Clear Nation and Teal Nation. We go out and beat Marshall. We could put a legitimate two, two and a half, three game distance between us and the East. We're seven and one. We're ahead of schedule, right? So collectively, all three phases of the ball. There is massive amounts of film you can go over. I did it. I, you know, it was struggle to watch, but mm-hmm. I did uh, too. Joe's, yeah, we Joe, you and I, Chiller were talking about it. We were texting. It was. That was probably the worst overall collective performance as a team that we have had since the Louisiana game three years earlier. Um, yeah. Um, and when we were five and seven, we lost five games by an aggregate of 24, and we lost two games pretty bad. That was App State and Louisiana, who also played for the conference title that year in 19. That was the overall poorest performance we've had since then. But let that sink in, folks. We're 24, we're 23 and four, right? 28 and four. 28 and four, excuse me. 28 and four in the last little, you know, three three seasons. Years, yeah. Give or take three, yeah. Give or take three three ish seasons. We're 28 and four. Three of those losses by eight points. 
Obviously, this loss was by way more than that. I say all this is to not make you feel better. It's not going to make the loss feel any better, but it's perspective. We're ahead of schedule. We were supposed to fall off all the injuries, all the turnover, all the lack of experience, yada, 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 yada. Joe Cashman's comments, you better get us this year. But so far, we rode that edge. It's been razor thin, but we found a way. Our guys are improving. The other piece of this that Joe talks about, and Steve, you touched on this too, Jilly, we're going to get some guys back. Right. This we're gonna get some guys back. We're gonna get some depth. You know, we, we talked on that. This is coming. We know that there are a couple running backs, there's a couple linemen, there's a couple defenders. We're gonna get those guys back. They're gonna recover, they're gonna reflect. I remember I did this last year and I'll do it towards the end is talk about what it feels like to be a player in about 20 seconds during a bye week. But Joe, you touched on a handful of plays. If 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 that I'll say this, there's two plays in my mind that come to mind offensively as an offensive guy. The hands to the face call at the end of the second, end of the first half, where we got to touchdown negated. That was huge. huge. And I went back and I watched it from two separate angles. And I'm sorry, that was, ah, uh, man, it was ticky tack. I mean, it was there and it wasn't right. I mean, it wasn't like he slapped him. It wasn't like he grabbed his face mask. He got his hands up by his mask. But again, they're calling it. It is what it is. It just happened to be on a play where we score a touchdown. But that one, and then coming out of the coming out of the half where we turn the ball over. If those two turn into points collectively, even if it's six points, it changes the momentum of the game a little bit. To Joe's point, we've got to improve on third down defense, period. In The third and 22 play was a prime example of that. Got to move on. It is what it is. It's a bugaboo of ours. We'll figure it out. The bye week's there to figure that out. And move on to Marshall. And we'll move on to Marshall in the next podcast. Right now, since we're a bye week, Joe, I think um, – it's time for you to be the professor. We did this last year. I'll give you a little intro if that's okay with you, Joe. Unless you want to be intro, Joe. No, go um, ahead. I can be info, Joe. You can be intro, Steve, on this one. That's info, Joe. Okay. Um, so <laughs> South Alabama's going in to score here at the end of the first half. <laughs> so what we're what we're looking at is uh, we did this last year. Joe gave us a breakdown, kind of a midterm grade for everybody in the Sun Belt, and we've we've asked Joe to do it again this week on this episode. Joe's going to kind of go through and kind of talk about everybody so far. They're great. Joe, are you going to grade it like versus expectation at the beginning of the year, or just general performance? This, Can you this, kind of this give us an just, idea of your, what's your rubric, Professor? I, I don't, I'm not sure I've got a rubric. This is something I just sat down this afternoon and hammered out in about 15 or 20 minutes after giving it a little bit of thought and taking a look at them. So. Professor Cashin's independent study Sunbelt class, Travis. <laughs> I, like I, I got a question though. Is it a one hour credit or a three hour credit? Well, it's going to take me about an hour to get through all this, so probably get probably make it an hour credit. So, make an hour so credit. TD, we need to be quiet so the professor can speak. I'm going to put it on mute. <laughs> Joe, I'm going to keep track. I'm going to put this in our document I make for our, every one of our episodes, and maybe we can revisit it at the end of the season and kind of see, you know, maybe a curve and if they're getting any better in the second half. So, Joe, the floor is yours, professor. What are Joe's midterm grades for the Sun Belt? All right, let's start – Let's start the Sun Belt West, South Alabama and Troy. I give them A's, you know, so far for the season. They're the best two teams over there. The battle for the belt will give the winner the decided inside track of the conference title game on December the 3rd. 5-1, and 2-0 Jaguars. They've really flourished in year two of Kane Womack. Um, their only loss so far being a 32-31 defeat at a very good UCLA team on the last play of the game. They're ranked in the top 10 UCLA, UCLA is right now. They won at Louisiana and Central Michigan. Those are two really good wins. Troy has been resurging under first-year coach 
John Summerall, they sit at five and two going into tonight. Their only losses uh, at top 20 Ole Miss. And then the Hail Mary thing at App State. Now, should have won that game. Yeah, knocked the ball down. Didn't do it. But they're still five and two, and they're really, really good. They got a good defense. They currently ride a four-game winning streak going into tonight's battle. Again, tonight's winner of this game will be in great shape. Those are the two best teams in the West, so I give those two team A's. Southern Miss, I give them a solid B so far on the strength of their three wins. That matches their win total from last season, which includes a big-time win at a very good Tulane football team. They lost in four overtimes to 6-1 and one Liberty and at Miami, so their losses aren't terrible. Don't count them out of the West just yet, even though they've lost to a, a Troy, uh, a good Troy football team. So Troy would have a little bit of an edge there if it uh, if it goes that far down the stretch. Louisiana, they're the preseason favorites to win the West. They've got they have a C plus so far in Professor Cashin's class. Uh, they won their uh, they won their first two, and then they lost three straight. They rebounded last week. That was a really good win for them at Marshall. They went up there to win. Uh, their Eastern Michigan win was good, but their Rice and ULM losses they were bad. So that's a team with a new coach and new personnel still trying to find their way. So they're kind of average, but I give them a, a C plus. Texas State, ULM, Arkansas State, I, I'll give C's. You know, they all have improved from last season. Texas State's signature win was that blowout of App State a couple of weeks ago. It really got everyone's attention. Arkansas State vastly improved defensively. Uh, that was the worst defensive team in all of college football. They have close losses at Old Dominion and Southern Miss. They're not quite there yet. ULM has also improved, much more competitive, with a big home win over the Cajuns, close losses to Coastal and uh, South Alabama. Uh, that group isn't great, but they're not terrible either. So that that's your uh, that's your Sun Belt West, South Alabama and Troy with A's, Southern Miss a B, Louisiana C plus, and then the rest: Texas State, ULM, Arkansas State, all have C's. Moving on to the East, JMU they have an A. You know, that obviously, clearly, right? I mean, what more can be said about a first-year FBS program? They won their first five games to include wins at App and Arkansas State, plus a home blowout of Texas State. That team is a talk of college football this year, much like Coastal was in 2020. Nobody thought they would be this good this fast, even though they stumbled in Statesboro last week. They have a great shot at winning the East, even if they cannot go to the league championship or a bowl as it stands today. And they host Marshall. Uh, on Saturday, that's a 3.30 kick, and uh, my eyes will be on that football game. Coastal, solid B. You know, I would give us an A- minus if we had been a little more competitive in the loss to ODU last week. If that had been, you know, a 49-45 kind of game or a 29-26 kind of game, yeah, I mean, I, I would give us an A. But I think, it's, I think it's been a B for us so far, a real solid B, maybe even bump it up to a B plus. You know, back to Travis's point about – how much we lost, you know, on the field, what we lost in the locker room in terms of leadership too. That's not something a lot of people think about, you know, when you lose the Silas Kelly's and the CJ Brewers and the Teddy Gallagher's and the Trey Carter's and the Jeff Gunners of the world. I mean, guys that were leaders, we're still having guys step into those roles, but I give us a solid B to a B plus, you know, for us to be six and one and three and one in the bye week, I think it's really, really good. You know, not a lot of people thought that we would be this good considering everything we lost. So, you know, we have, we're still in good shape, just like TD said, to his point. We're in good shape to make the league title game, but we need ODU to kind of stumble because ODU is probably the best shape of anybody in the East right now. Even though they have six conference games left, we only have four. So we'll see how it shakes out with them, which brings me, of course, to ODU. They also get a B, and that's a curious team, this bunch. You know, they've got a Power 5 win over Virginia Tech. Last-second loss at Power 5 Virginia. They lost by two touchdowns at home to Liberty. Lost by 15 at East Carolina. But then what they do last week? Beat us by four touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, go figure, right? 
So they're in the best shape at 2-0 in the East, but they have a tough road to hoe with six games, like I mentioned, starting this week hosting Georgia Southern, who, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about them here momentarily. They also have to play at Georgia State, at App State, and guess what? They got the short straw. They finished the season at South Alabama to end the regular season. So those are three those are three games that they, they easily could pick up L's if they're not ready to play. Uh, App State? Weird season for them. I give them a B minus so far, mainly because they won big last night. Great win at Texas A&M, then a bad loss at Texas State. Hail Mary went over Troy in a game they should have lost, and then the stunning home loss to JMU. Yeah, but they were dominant last night. You know, we briefly mentioned this again, down 14 to nothing. They scored 42 unanswered, like TD mentioned, uh, and they rediscovered a dormant running game. They made a little switch on the offensive front, switched a couple of guys around, and they just pounded Georgia State with the run game. Make no mistake, the preseason favorites to win the league are still the league's most experienced team. But with two two losses in the conference, their margin for error is zero from here on out. So we'll see what they do. Uh, Georgia Southern and Marshall both get high C's to this point. The Eagles have discovered that, yes, you can move the football via the forward pass this season. And their win over JMU last week was a big one for them. The, their win over Nebraska was historic. They came within an eyelash or a myrtle hurdle of beating us. They're a solid football team, if not great. Marshall is tough to figure out. Now, go figure out this team. You know, they won at Notre Dame, then they lose at Bowling Green. Missed a great opportunity at home against Louisiana, uh, but they're still pretty good on defense. But at 0-2 in the league, they, like App State, are on the brink. So they, they have hardly a margin for error. Georgia State, I give them the lowest grade of anybody in the conference. They get a D. One of the most experienced teams in the league and a dark horse coming into the season to be a contender there at 2-5. and five. After that loss last night, losses at South Carolina and home to North Carolina weren't totally unexpected, nor was the loss to us in week four. That loss to Charlotte was awful, terrible. You know, couldn't do that. They got off the deck to beat Army away, and then they came home to uh, to beat bitter rival Georgia Southern. And again, last night they get off to a, a two-touchdown lead and seemed on their way, uh, but then they lost their way. Uh, weird game. They have trips to JMU and Marshall to end the season, not to mention a trip to Southern Miss. So uh, that uh, – that's your, that's your grade for Georgia State. So to recap the East, I have JMU with an A, Coastal with a B plus, Old Dominion with a B, App State with a B minus, uh, Georgia Southern Marshall with a high C's, and then Georgia State with a D. Professor Cashin has signed off. Info Joe from his classroom. Uh, go to recess. Well, before we go to recess, I just want to ask the professor a couple of questions. Um, professor Cashin, if I can call you that. <laughs> First off, I just want to say thank you because I too think we're better than App State. Um, but I also want to ask you this. You've got um, JMU, Troy, and South Alabama all with A's. If you were to pick the valedictorian of the class, who would it be right now? Well, that's a fantastic question, Shelley. That's two to not have had. You're on a roll tonight. I'm having a great show. I'm being myself a star. Joe, you think South Al, man, right now? I mean, I'm, that, I would, they, I'd probably go South Al right now. Yeah. I mean, uh, that whole group, that's a really good trio of football teams this season. Really, really good as it stands today. We'll see if JMU can keep it going. I, I'm still kind of waiting to, you know, we'll, we'll see. You know, they're, they're really, really good. A lot of talent. They were ready to play, but. If I'm picking out of that group, probably going to go South Alabama a little edge. Even you know they're down seven three right now. I think going into half against uh, against Troy, but uh, yeah, South Al, I'm picking. 
So if, if we're having parent-teacher conferences and we're talking to all of our students who have C's, y'all know where I work and what I do. So it's just the way my mind works. Marshall with a C plus, Georgia Southern with a C plus, uh, ULM, Arc State, and Texas State all with C's, uh, Louisiana with C plus. Out of that group, Joe, um, who are you calling in and going, listen, we've got some concerns about this student's performance. It could very easily slip down to a D and maybe fail as we sit right now, but right now they're middle of the road. Who do we have most concerns for slipping the rest of the way? You talking about the C teams? The C teams. I, I, I'm going Marshall. I got concerns about Marshall. You know, if, if you mention them, they're a C team. I got yeah, they, they they they're on the brink and they've got a good defense. But gosh, what are they doing on offense? I mean, they get Ali back. They get Ali back this week, I think. That's and, that, and that's going to be huge for them if that's the case. But I mean, I you know they they they're a real head scratching team to kind of get figured out. I mean they. I, I don't I don't look for them to win this Saturday at JMU and then we come to town. So, yeah, Marshall, I got concerns about them. We might have to have some after school tutoring or something going on. We might have oh, that's a, a good program. One. That's a good one. TD, have you got yeah. questions for the professor since he's here? He's um, sitting there in his sardonic. No, I mean, look, way I, you know, right there. Look I at think him. I would ask this: is considering the schedule that's left, Joe. What team has the ability for a little bit of extra credit? Oh, there it is. Look at that. Something like it's still out there. With a two or three loss. It's still out there for them. You talking about a two or three loss team, that kind of thing? One, one of those teams that are maybe a C, you know, C somewhere. B, you know, what, what's out there gives, again, you touch two loss Marshall, a two loss app, a two loss, you know, Georgia Southern. You're going to hate me for saying this, but after what I saw last night, yeah. App State. I, I agree. Mean, they they kind of got some if, – if they can – well, because next week they have Robert Morris. I mean, they might, as well, they might as well be playing the three of us, quite frankly. That's a winless Robert Morris team that, that, that couldn't beat, you know, the JVs down the street. I mean, they're terrible. They, and they, you know, of course, they come to us, <laughs> you know, a rejuvenated team that's figured out how to run the football again. Yep. You know, and I hate yeah. it. <laughs> it drives me nuts, but I mean, they're not, they're not, there's two losses, but you know, we, uh, we needed that loss last night. I, we were yeah, talking about I, that. We needed the Georgia schools to help us out this week. And Georgia state did not, uh, they did not turn in their homework, Chili. Dadgummit. <laughs> they did not turn in their homework. The assignment was due. It, it was due. And, and no one did not turn it. They didn't even started. They got, they, when it got started, and then the dog ate my homework or, you know, somebody hit me up on TikTok or I was, you know, so, something happened and they just went. And, and well, they, they didn't even make it to the classroom. They're, they're, they're stuck down at Magoo's. I mean, that's kind of where oh, they, they, oh, didn't, they didn't even get there. Oh man. They, they're, they're over there at, uh, they're over there at Hanley's man. They didn't even make it to class, man. They, <laughs> they, they, hey, you know, my, you know, my daughter, Sarah's working over at Hanley's right now. So you need to yeah. go up. Hey, Big, I know not to, uh, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't say this to uh, Andrew and Kelly Hanley. Thank you for everything y'all do, Sean Clears. But I'd be remiss, Joe, Chili, if I didn't say this. Our thoughts and prayers are with their family. For those that know Kelly and Andrew and their family, uh, he lost his father in the last week. He passed away. So, talking about a family that is a pillar to the Sean Clear Nation and Teal Nation. So, our yep. thoughts and prayers go out to Andrew and his family uh, for their loss. But again, Andrew and them served good drinks. 
Magoo's got better wings, or you know, you know. So that's that's what happened. But I think too, great as all this has unfolded, like Coastal. This is where I was kind of going with this. Is like Coastal. We have four games left. Like that has not to be lost on people. There are teams that still have five and six games left in conference. Exactly. We have four. We have four. So what does that mean? You just got to go one and zero. Every chance you get, you just got to go one and zero. Because here's what's crazy. We could win the next two games, which would be epic beating Marshall now. We could be going into that next game versus Southern Miss at home with a chance to clinch a title berth. Let that sink in, y'all. I mean, that's – it's out there. It's not undoable. It's not – Marshall doesn't – not to get ahead, but Marshall – I mean, outside of getting Ali back from a running perspective, I've watched them a couple times, and to Joe's point, it's like, but then you know, but if they lose this week, they lose this week, they're out of the race. Uh, uh, no no I mean, three loss team is getting there. I I don't think that's gonna. I just don't see a three loss. I would be there. I would be shocked. Now, Steve or Chili, info. I get called you know, those things in this podcast. Hey, there's hey, there's a little there's a little <laughs> lather coming up in me right now during a bye week. Uh oh. Marshall loses and we, you know, we win. Marshall's pretty much out of it. Here's the thing. Wait for it. We could be playing at home on Thursday night, ESPN versus Crapalachian State. We could be the nail in the coffin for their season. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. Because if you give them a third conference loss, if we give them a third loss and we're still one loss, man, that. That that puts them in a bad situation. And to continue the classroom theme, Professor, you know, considering the way the personnel for us has panned out this year, Coastal's been that team who's got a lot of absences out of class because of all the health issues we've had this year. So mm. to have mm. all the health issues we've had this season and still pull a B out, to borrow a phrase from Travis, to your point, that is something that we need to think about too, as Teal Nation, Strut Nation, Info, and TD Nations, respectively, stand up and cheer. Because even though we've had a lot of adversity this year, Joe, I think your B mm. is a solid point in yeah. that, that yep. they've they've fought and they've been successful every week this year, but one. And I right. think the injuries caught up to us this past week, in addition to some other things that we just didn't do very well. And I think as we begin to get those people back and got you know this gauntlet coming up of those last four games, this might be the time where we begin to make that move from a B maybe to an A. Just throwing that out maybe. There we've are games to be made. Our, we, we've spent a lot of our time in the infirmary, you know, here <laughs> this first, uh, first, first seven weeks. But uh, hopefully we'll get out of the infirmary. Hopefully you know, we, 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 could see, we could see a couple of guys back. At, you know, I'm not just saying we could see a couple of guys back next week. That uh, that would really, really. I mean, yeah, we we could see a couple of guys back at Marshall, and I'm hoping it happens. We'll we'll see. I just I'll leave it at that. It'll give us a you know a big boost, a boost. A shot in the arm, a yeah, shot a, in the arm. Yeah, the doctor's written the doctor slip. We're back to class. You know, there it is. There it is. That was hey. the bow right there, Joe. That was it, baby. That was it. <laughs> We've got a. Hey, there's an opportunity. If you'd have told us all end of year hey y'all you're gonna be six and one and because of really just poor execution low energy and attrition you didn't beat odu 
but you had a bye week to get it squared away and get healthy. I take it. As bad as it, I would take it. I, I would have too. We said that on this podcast earlier. If we can go into it six and one, seven and zero, we would take it, and we're here and we're taking it. I think we're in a good spot. Here's the deal: Georgia State, outside Georgia State Army. I just want to note it for record: Georgia Southern's having above better year than average, right? Yeah, I, I, I would, I would say, yeah. And there, there, and 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 look, Gardner Webb. I know it's Gardner Webb. Gardner Webb, if not for really. They were a couple. They, they were a score away from us. They should have beat Liberty. Had Liberty within two points, right? And then they played somebody else real quick. They played all three of their FBS teams this year within a score. Uh, Marshall, I'll take that back. When we talked about that, it was twenty-eight to seven. But Marshall never got away from them, right? It was, it was fourteen-seven at halftime. They scored late in the third and then late in the fourth. So my point is, everybody we've played, we've had to grind it out. And I think that going into this week, poor execution and attrition. It accounts for something. As a former player, sometimes you almost get in the bye week like, oh, thank God we're here. Like just to take a mental, physical break from it. And I went by the practice field uh, on my way back from work this past week, and there was a lot of popping and moving around the field, man. There was there wasn't nobody hanging their head. There wasn't anybody, there was a lot of energy on that field. So I feel good about it. I feel good about where we are. And 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 again, Marshall's not unbeatable. App State's not unbeatable. Southern Miss isn't unbeatable. I'm watching Virginia, Georgia Tech. Virginia ain't unbeatable. I mean, we'll worry about JMU, but the point is, is nobody – like, I'm not looking down our schedule, and I'd like to know y'all's thoughts on this. I'm not looking down our schedule going, oh, my God, man, there's there's another blowout, or, oh, man, this is – there's nobody on my schedule. There's nobody on the schedule that goes, huh, everybody's beatable. Virginia, Georgia Tech getting all mixed up here. Yeah, they uh, – <laughs> Little extracurricular going on as they're going off on the yeah, yeah. I see that now. I see that exchange now. of pleasantries there. But nobody, I mean, to my to, to my question, there's nobody on the remainder of the schedule with the four conference games, if you will, that include Oregon and, and Virginia that just looks like, oh man, that that's a that's a hurdle that we I don't know if we can get over. Nobody scares me like that. Not if we can play to our you know our capabilities. I think I agree with that. I mean, you look down at the schedule coming up, like you were just saying, TD, and it's like, if we got the team we have against Army, plus the healthier people coming along with it, and if what you're saying is true about practice and how they were approaching it and everything. Georgia State, man. We played we played solid against Georgia State. Well, I just feel like year. going forward, that's going to be something to be positive about. Georgia State's point. best game we played this year. I mean, that's that's, that's our best game. Yeah, I understand Georgia State's two and five now, but you know that outside of really last night and us, they hadn't really been out of any game they played in this year either. They're tough out. You know, I'm not trying to get moral victories here, but again, we you go back and look at the film, Brody. You not bring it up. There's a handful of plays if we just execute them. Do we win the game? I don't know, but we don't lose by you know four touchdowns. It's a one score game. We probably still lose, but to Joe's point, it's probably a one score game. And we're looking at a six and one loss with a loss of the one score game. Okay. Oh yeah, we had seventeen new starters this year, and you know half our entire backs pulled out. But you know, I, I, I look, I'm happy with where we are. I am I, too. I am I, too. You know, that loss was tough to swallow. It was pretty salty going, you know, you know, to, to chew on. But it was, you know, it. I'll take six and one. So a um, couple of questions for you guys as we transition to the to the next segment here. 
Guys, do you want to trick your friends, maybe thinking about a military career? Then let me suggest that you try Georgia State Camouflage. No one will notice you coming. You can easily be favored to win the conference and be eliminated by the third week. No one Ooh. will see that coming. You can have a lead against a perennial powerhouse in their own minds on national television and totally blow it. You could even have a game plan. No one will see it. You could toss it away. No one will see it coming. That's right. Georgia State camouflage. You, but no one will see you coming. I, I'm, I'm going to need some of that for tomorrow night and Saturday when I go deer hunt with Maddox over there in, uh, in Joe's backyard. So Are you I coming up this way again? Yeah, man, we're going hunting this weekend over in Bethune right. this weekend. So Good we'll deal. be there Friday night and Saturday morning. So, Chili, what's next? What's, what we got? So, next, um, I need y'all's input on this one because I got We've been getting more and more response on the tailgater of the week, and yeah. this week I kind of need to appeal to y'all to declare one. I just don't have it, and here's where I'm at. So, we had Bill Gray tweet us mm -hmm. some pictures, and Bill Gray had the best looking food of anybody we've seen so far this season. And then we had somebody named Mike Pagliaro. I hope I didn't mess that name up. But Mike and his tailgate had like the best spread as far as the best decorative, best looking layout. That went to Mike and his crew. And then we had PJ Hartlieb who sent us one picture and it must have been 20 some people all dressed in teal, shots up everybody all across the board. So I couldn't decide, do we want to go with the food do we want to go with the Chanticleer spirit and the uh, decorative spread, whatever you want to call it? Or do we want to go strength in numbers and go with uh, Team Hartlieb and it, what it seemed like a family reunion all dressed in teal at the game on Saturday? So, TD, you got any feedback? Because I have nowhere to go. But all three of these people have very strong entries. So I wanted to shout out all three first before we picked a winner on that. Spirit. Strengthen up or decor. Oh, Joe. Joe, can you hear us? Yes. Strength in numbers, spirit for the tailgater of the week. It's kind of hard to decide, man. Hopefully, you have all three components at a tailgate. But, they were really um, strong at these three particular things. Uh, Bill Gray again, great food layout. Mike Pagliaro had a great spread, nice decorative, very good-looking coastal decoration, decor, whatever you want to call it. And P.J. Hartlieb had strength in numbers. Joe, he had, must have had 20, 25 people in his picture as their entries into Tailgater of the Week. If it's me, I'm going strength in numbers. I want, I want, I want fannies at the tailgate, and I want fannies in the seats. I like the decor, and I like the food, but give me the people. We need people. I like it. I go with strength in numbers. So we're going to go with fannies. Fannies at the tailgate. Fannies at the tailgate. Cheeks in the seats. He likes big butts and he does not lie. Hey, um, of, uh, hey, hey, you. I had hey, to do it. I, I married a redhead, so you better watch out. Um, <laughs> hey, um, speaking of that, I saw the announcement where all of the reserve tickets and um, we're down to what less than I think a hundred total tickets. I think it's entire, officially sold out now. Has it officially sold out? It's, I think it's officially sold out. Yeah, that is our that's our third or fourth official sellout this year. Third, third, three out of four officially sold out. That's awesome, man! Great job, Teal Nation. 
Great job, Strut Podcast Nation. That's man, that is awesome. Also, oh, too, if I didn't say, shout out to uh, the dance team, the Shauna Clear dance team, Marla Sage and her her girls. They uh, they did us a solid. We're gonna have some real fun uh, intro and exit um, here soon. Probably going into next week as Chili maybe kind of works on that. I don't know how that, exactly that does it, but want to shout out to uh, yeah. Don't tell them the secrets, Chili, but. I want to shout out to Marla Sage and, and her entire team. They did a fantastic job stopping by our tailgate, as they always do. And they'll stop by. She told me to. They will stop by anybody's tailgate that is within walking distance of the main area. They can't go down 544. But anywhere from uh, the other side of the library all the way back to the stadium. And they, look, you just let her know. They'll come and visit. They love it. And they they bring some energy and some great girls. You talk about some young ladies who, who live and breathe teal, uh, black, and bronze, man. They, they do. They do. So, again, thank you, Marla. Appreciate that. That's a good shout-out. And I also want to give a shout-out before I get into your favorite part, TD Trivia. Um, continue to support Coastal in the Coastal football equipment. They tweeted this to me, and I'm sharing it with everybody else. I'll retweet it. If you guys see it retweeted also, that the uh, you can still vote for Coastal in the helmet challenge. I don't know where we are in that. I hadn't checked it in the last couple of days, but they want me to remind you guys and for everybody who listens – to please go in and vote for Coastal in the helmet challenge. They're having a vote on Twitter for best college football helmet. So we got to get behind our shot helmet for that one. Um, TD. Yo. It's time for trivia. All right. What am I? What am I? Am I five and one or am I? What, what am I? Six. Am I six and one or am I four and two? Joe, let's just give him a record. See what he says. TD, you're like three and seven right now. Three and seven. How can I be three and seven, man? I mean, uh, we started before football season started, remember? We had like three uh, that, games three yeah, episodes I was, I was before like that. Four, I was like four and oh before I missed my first one. That's true. So you're four and seven. Um, TD, listen very carefully to this one. You're getting a multiple choice one tonight. Oh, I don't know what your record is. I, I have no idea what be, your record is. <laughs> speaking of, I'm going to be a very astute student of this question. You are what your record says you are. You, you, you are. <laughs> CD, if you thought you were going to have this record going into the bye week with your trivia, would you have taken it? Joe, what's your grade on TD's trivia? Oh, man. That's a good question. Now you're getting personal. Now you're getting personal. <laughs> he, he's got some assignments to make up. It might be an incomplete <laughs> at this point in time. He, <laughs> we better we, call we gotta Coach Daniel. <laughs> we we, we got to get some assignments in. Project got a thesis paper. We got we got a lot of work to do here. TD, I'm going to give you four choices on this, and what I'm going to ask you to do is tell me okay. which uniform combo has the highest winning percentage. Now <laughs> we'll tell you this, TD. This might make it easier for you. All four of these combos have the icy white helmet. Okay. He's ready. He's got his white hat on, Joe. See, he was ready for this question already. It's our, I know what it is. It's white, black, white. Well, let me finish because that might not be one of your choices. All right, that's... Yeah, see how it's easy? So anyway, T, let me ask a question. TD, your first choice is the white, white, white combo. B would be white, teal, white c is white black white and d is white white and teal those are your four choices white 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 
white teal white, white black white, and white white teal. This is the quietest he's ever been. Wait in. a minute. We didn't introduce the white helmet until the 2019 season at App State. That's correct. Absolutely yeah, so, correct. So, so you, you got part A. You got part A of this 26 part one question, right? <laughs> so, so it's really it's just multiple choice, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> That's that old back to school reference. I have one question for uh, <laughs> Thornton Mellon. You know, it, it's it, in 27 it's parts. parts. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's. Whoa, 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 whoa! I think it's white helmet, white top, and teal pants because. We wore that combo at Texas State. We wore it at Louisiana. We wore it. I'm going to go white, white, teal. White, white, teal. Okay, TD, the white, white, teal combo has a 60% winning percentage. That's not terrible. The white, white, white combo has an 83%. Winning Wait, percentage. How many games? How many games are these uniforms played in, man? This is a, this is a this little... is a winning percentage, TD. So they could have played what three total games? Uh, in yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'll read that to you in a second if you want to know. Someone's getting testy, Joe. I'm getting hoodwinked, bamboozled. You ain't getting hoodwinked. Plymouth you still know your mess. The white teal white combo, sixty-seven percent, with a one hundred percent winning percentage. TD is the white black white combo what i said originally which is what i said but originally. that was not your final answer professor can we get a ruling on this hey i went white black i mean i went white black white before the test ever started the guy after class yelling at you right now joe that's what he is <laughs> which i think we've worn white black white twice twice a whopping two times and we won it both times and i think we beat the citadel the first time and then who 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 we who we beat this year in that combination? We we beat Army, Kansas, and the Civil. Oh, we have two games in the white, black, white, and we're or, two and zero oh in that. So we Kansas. beat the Citadel, and we beat Gardner. Uh, no, we didn't beat Gardner. We had teal teal ends for Gardner. Was it was it Buffalo that we wore white, black, white? Mm. Yes, yeah, had yes, to, had to be. Yeah, the um, total games. Win loss for white, white, white is six total games. We're five and one in the all icy white uniform, which is one of my personal favorites. Um, the, the, the only loss, the only loss, be the first time we wore that look. That's right. Which was that App State? Yep. White, teal, and white. We have three games in that one. We are two and one. And lastly, the white, white, teal is um, five games. We're three and two in that one. Thank you once again to the Coastal Football Equipment Twitter feed. Follow that group. They are a good group. They support the podcast, and they are all about anything they can do to help our Shawnee Clear football team win. They are a great group of guys, and yeah. we are happy they listen to the podcast. They are fans of ours, and we are fans of theirs. Led by, like led by Dan the Man Morpheus and John Wagner and Money Mike and the rest of them. They're good. They're, they're good at what they do. Really, really good. Best, I'd like best, to, best equipment crew in college football. I'd like to thank them for what they do, but I also would like to not thank them for making me look like a 
Jackrabbit on uh on 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 the podcast right now, but you, you so, think you're getting the old shuck and job on a Duke's man, hazard, right? You just man, getting the old I'm shuck and job. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, Joe, I wake I, up on podcast, you know, recording mornings, going, "How can I get TD this? How time? can I oh, just man, how man. Can I irritate him to the point where he just gets so sideways he can't see straight?" <laughs> I'm the Bugs Bunny to your Yosemite Sam, TD. I like I like more foghorn leghorn. I say I say I say boy. Man, y'all were texting me this morning at what five thirty in the morning. Already me with a question, man. Well, I knew Joe would be up. I was up. I was up before him. <laughs> I'm up. I'm up early. Hey, I Joe, where can we? Joe, yeah, I'm sorry. Pick your. Let's do this real quick. If we can. Let's pick your favorite outfit real quick. For the Marshall game, yeah, state game. If you could pick a uniform, what would you like to see our guys wear? Chili, you first. Um, I love the white helmet, but I also want to see the white helmet with the old school logo from the mid '90s that we had when I was there. The cornflake logo, the shots. Yep. Yes, I love that logo on that helmet with our, our teal and bronze colors. So I'd like to see the uh, white helmet, black. And white. I, want, I see white, black, and white. For which game, though? You're talking about oh, I'm sorry. App State home game, white, black, white. Uh, for Marshall, I would like to see us, maybe the black. What's, what's, is there such thing as a road standard? Because I, I, I kind of want to go road standard with that one. So maybe we'll like, uh, black helmet, white, and black pants. Have we worn white, black? Have we worn black, white, black? I'll have to look that up. I don't really have it in front of me right now, but I don't think I, Joe. I don't think we've worn black, white, black. If I had my chart from last week, I would hold on. Wait a minute. Have we? When's the last time we went black, white, black? I, I, guys, I can't remember the last time we did that. I don't think we've done it this year. Hang on, tell you. I, I keep I'd up like, with this. I keep up with this stuff on my spotter chart. Believe it or not, if I can figure out where my spotter chart from last week was, hold on. While you do that, I'll throw mine out there. I hope we go all white at Marshall. All white. And then for home versus app, we're going to – I mean, I already know we're going to go all black because they're doing a blackout. But I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to say it here. I'm going to get in trouble for it. But why we chose all black for a blackout versus a team whose primary color is black, I have no idea. But I digress. Off my soapbox. But so, so our, our road unis this year, Georgia State was black, white, black. Yeah. All right, there we U go. All right. ULM was white, white, teal. I like teal pants. I just, I've always liked the the black jersey or black pants just because it was what we had the first season. I just, I've always loved the, the black in our uniform like that. Georgia Southern was white hats, black tops, and white white britches. That that's what that's the game I was thinking about that we did that. So that's right. If, if right. I had my if I had my druthers of uniform, I'll tell you what I want to see. I'd like to see us wear our white both times, you know, so I can see the numbers for Pete's sake. I, I can't see the numbers. I can't see these numbers from up there. The white jerseys with the teal numbers are the best look. I love it. Can we wear that, please? You know, this. You know. And I tell you what, I would love to see as a logo one time on our helmet. One time on our helmet. I would love to see that. Oh, that would be game cool. In, in our 20th season, I would love to. See, I think that would be a really neat 
got you know thing to do in our 20th year, but that 20th season logo on the helmets for one game. Joe, can you say your uniform one more time like that for the road one? I just want to make sure I got it down pat. <laughs> it was the white uniform with the teal numbers. I don't, I don't, I don't care what the helmets are, and I don't care what the britches are. Just give me the white tops and the teal numbers from here till eternity, until we turn out, until we change our home uniforms to where I can see the numbers. So you know, that's anytime just, we see the white jersey with the teal number, we're going to call that the info standard. That's the info yeah. standard. The info standard. That's fine. Call it what the you pre- Call it the preferred. <laughs> exactly. Preferred. Hey, when we go to Virginia, I thought about this all with it. My dad picks him about this. He listens to he picks on me. But all white at Marshall, all black, of course, because we're, you know, I I, I really like Because I have going to come with white helmets. I know they are because we're going all black, so they're going to probably go all white. But the Southern Miss game, I'd love to see us go with the scripted shots, Chili, Joe. The scripted shunts with like maybe all teal or teal and white, something like that. I think that would be pretty cool. But at Virginia, y'all are going to slap me through the camera. You're going to say all, all teal, aren't you? White tops, white bottoms, teal domes. Uh-uh. No. No, no, no. no Come on, man. No. TD, I love you. No. no. I'm going – Got the teal helmets, man. The teal helmet is the best look. The teal helmet is a it's the prettiest helmet we have. But that gun, we can, <laughs> we don't play well in those things. I don't know what it is, but we just don't. We play Duquesne next year. We break them out again and try to get another W on it. <laughs> well, we we need to get Robert. Got to build. Play them in that thing. You got to build the confidence. Oh, winning man. the games in teal. That's what you got to do. That's right, man. That's right. Joe, where can we find you outside of the podcast? Cash and J68 on uh, Twitter. That's C-A-S-H-I-O-N-J-68. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Joe Cashin. Just look me up there. Joe Cashin1968 on Instagram. And, of course, every week, Coach Chadwell Radio Show, Walk On Sports Bistro, 7 to 8 o'clock. Uh, we have five shows left in the season, so we're winding that thing down. Uh, also here on Hot Talk 99.5. And, uh, of course, the Marshall game, a 7 o'clock kick, NFL Net. 5.30 airtime on the uh, 29th of October. Uh, NFL Network. Look for our Twitter poll. I- I'm thinking, guys, about maybe throwing another Twitter poll question out there, maybe like an alternate logo you want to see on the helmet. Joe, that, that kind of inspired me with a 20-year logo you just threw up there, and you talk about the script, Shantz, TD. Maybe just throw a question out there, like what other alternate coastal logo would you like to see on the helmet at some point? I think that'd be a fun one to see what everybody else comes up with, too, because I mean, there's a hundred different ideas people like about the, the coastal symbols and, and, and everything, too. So maybe not maybe not like a, maybe a poll question, just a big question You know, with your comments. What else would you like to see? I'll tell you what I'd like to see. I'd like to see Info Joe in cursive and then me doing this number here. Yeah, no. I think that'd be cool. Oh man, that's <laughs> I, I can't disagree, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> How can anybody oh, disagree with that, right? I'll tell you what I've seen. Um, you know, we have we have a teal helmet, a white helmet, and a black helmet. And the white helmet is the one with the scripted shots on it. That's pretty cool. I've always wondered though, what would like kind of a you know that I, I think I've said it before, a chromed out gold. <laughs> oh, right there it is. There that's it is. the helmet there right there. The Bucky for you helmet. on YouTube, we'll you need to see this. The, the, the Bucky's helmet right there. Bucky's, um, man, it's great. Bucky's. I love Bucky's. 
uh, we need to get Bucky to sponsor podcast. There it is. All oh, this is the one, Joe. Right <laughs> mullet. Don't watch the YouTube channel, man. You gotta go. You gotta go. That's, remind me to break out the mullet uh, for a podcast one time. The, uh, the the mullet that my family got me for Christmas in 2020, that legitimate mullet. But so it, 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 we'll do this on a helmet, real quick, to kind of wrap up the whole uniform piece. Because I thought it was in. I've always thought that you know Wake Forest has that gold chrome look. I've always thought like a gold chrome with our logo on it would look kind of neat with either like an all white or an all teal or heck even all black jersey. Um, how about y'all? What what if you had if you had if you could if you could dig it design it? What what would the helmet look like for y'all to kind of bleed in and fade over to the survey or the, the question? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question because I, I've I've thought about a bronze helmet just in general, like where we have now, but just make it bronze and make the colors fit to fit on the bronze helmet for that look. But I just I, I don't know. That's that's a really good question. Um, I'm hoping to get some inspiration from our question and our responses because I sitting here right now, I, I, I thought about a bronze helmet first with the coastal logo but I don't know how that would show up and how it would look and plus what combo would you wear with it. So I'm I think Kinda they've looked at that. I think I, I I know Jamie has told me this, but I think they've looked at that and have never really figured out a way to match it all up mm -hmm. where it looks, you know, all uniform and it looks like it all goes together. I, I, I would love a bronze helmet. I think that would look cool, but I don't think they've been able to quite get to the point where they could, you know, figure out the color and make it match the, the right color, make it match with everything else. So Joe would officially be able to go. It's third and 14. He steps back. He moves right. He's going down. He got bronze. <laughs> hey, I tell you what, though, the one thing I just thought about, instead of going chrome bronze, if you think think of Ohio State, oh, yeah, sorry, but anyway, you know how they have the metallic silver? Imagine if it was like a metallic flake bronze. It kind of looked like sand with the logo on it. That might work. Then. If you wear it with all white, I think it would look good. If you wear it with white, to Joe's point, with some teal and some black, I think it would work well. I think it would. I like Joe's idea of the 20-year. I do, too. Joe has good ideas. That's why he's Info Joe. That's right. He's info Joe. All right, TD. You want to give a shout out to you? Anything we can find you as far as social media goes? Where are you fighting with App State TR, this week? TR underscore Danley. I, I didn't fight with App State this week. I fought with ESPN this week, man. That was – look, I, I can't get off of here without saying this is for all Sun Belt. This is for the greater good of the Sun Belt. That broadcast last night was atrocious. I mean, terrible. Hey, y'all know we played. Y'all know we played Georgia Southern Saturday. Do y'all know that? I saw that. Yeah, again at three thirty. Me? <laughs> did you see? Did you see where they messed the damn date? Dagum date up. I, I went. I went four. I went four episodes without saying something. That was pretty good. I went four episodes. You got to give me credit. You know, I had um, it here the whole time just in case, Joe. It was like right there, just pull right yeah, out. Really. I've been good. I've been good. <laughs> I've been good. Um, but they had Georgia. They had us playing Georgia Southern. They had. Robert Morris this Saturday. <laughs> like, I mean, whoever was putting that stuff in had to be asleep at the wheel. 
And then they had the quarterback from Georgia Southern for Georgia State. I mean, dude, it was awful. I mean, we weren't the only ones. I mean, people around the, the group of five guys, uh, us, App State, Georgia, I mean, people were chiming in from all over the conference like, come on, man. Like, this is bad. Terrible. 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 All right. You Terrible. can find us at the Strut Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Just type in the Strut Podcast YouTube channel for all the cool visuals of Joe tonight, especially. Go to the U- go to YouTube, the Strut Podcast. Subscribe. You get these videos uploaded, and you get updates and alerts. All that cool stuff you get. The blog site, the Strut Podcast Guys, we've got a bye week, so enjoy your Saturday. Boy, Troy oh, just man. Troy just hooked a field goal about as bad as I hook one off the tee box. Good heavens! Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's that score? Because I, I, I seven know. three with seven minutes to go in the third. Troy's still up by four. Wow, we got to sign off. <laughs> <laughs> go, what's up, everybody? What's up? So, friends, what do you think? Where should the uh, next logo come from? What should it be? So many questions to answer and so much stuff to to think about. We've got a bye week to work on that. So coming up next week, we'll be looking at breaking down Marshall, getting ready for our um, next Sun Belt Conference opponent, reflecting back on what happened in the Sun Belt this past week and just all the stuff we've been hopefully bringing to you that you enjoy so again hit us up on twitter at the strut podcast our instagram account the same thing at the strut podcast also check us out facebook the strut podcast youtube the strut podcast when you get to that page hit subscribe the blog site the strut podcast.wordpress.com the strut podcast is a production of 5403 productions shots up